And anybody thankful to be in the house of God tonight? He's never failed us. He's never left us. And he's never forsaken us. It's good to be in the house of God on a Friday night, amen? I'm glad to be in the house of God. I, I, you know, I grew up in a, in a tough situation, but praise God that God led me back to the house of God, amen? No place I'd rather be. I want to say, as you're opening your Bibles, to Acts 16. It's an honor to be here. Love, Brother Hilton. It's a beautiful building. Y'all have done a little bit more since I've been here, I do believe. Maybe just a little bit. It's great what God's people can do, amen? It's an honor to be here. Acts 16, verse 22, it says, And the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrates rent off their clothes and commanded to beat them. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into, into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely, who have received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison, and made their feet fast in the stocks. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed. Thank God for prayer. At midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praise unto God. Thank God for praise. And the prisoners heard them, and suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately, somebody say immediately, all the doors were open and everyone's bands were loosed. There's just something about prayer when, when a church and a generation gets together and starts praying, something can happen. When a generation can get together in the house of God and start to praise, something can happen. For a moment, I don't want y'all to try to guess where I'm going because it's going to be completely different than what y'all think I'm going to go. I'm going to be preaching just a simple thought, seeking after the inheritance. Seeking after the inheritance. If you lay your Bibles down and pray with me. God, we need you tonight. Oh, God, anoint us from the top of our head to the sole of our feet. God, open up our ears. Uh, God, let us hear what you have to say. God, help me to deliver this message. Uh, God, let someone hear what you have to say, uh, what the voice of God has to say. Oh, God, we need you tonight. God, we need you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, come on, church, we're not in a rush. God, we need you in this place. Oh, praise God, praise God. Greatest words in Pentecost, you may be seated. I'm a little southern, so you're going to have to forgive me. I say some words a little bit funny. But as Paul and Silas here, when, they're, when they get thrown into the prison, I, I, I see something that, that stands out to me more than anything. After they got beaten, 
And after they got their clothes ripped off of them, they had a makeup in their mind that they're not going to stop praying. That they're not going to stop seeking after God. Because God promised them something, and they didn't quit no matter what came their way. They didn't quit seeking that inheritance of what God had for them. And so when they got together and they started to pray, there was something that happened. It wasn't something small, and it wasn't something as big as we thought it would be. But when they started to pray, there was an earthquake that came. So it made me think. If, if, if a church of two people in a jail cell could start to pray so hard and so powerful that the chains not just on their feet, but the chains on everyone else's feet began to get loosed and the doors began to swing open. I wonder what would happen on a Friday night. A church of young people got in one accord, got in one place and started a praise. When we get together as a church and a generation and start to pray and start to seek after such an inheritance, there's something that's going to happen. It's not just going to affect me, and it's not just going to affect my family, but it's going to affect the saints around me. It's going to affect my friends around me. It's going to affect the alcoholic that's in the bar right now trying to search for truth. It's searching for that young person dealing with depression. Come on, something happens when we get one accord and we start to seek after the inheritance that God said, it's yours if you want it. This inheritance, it's much more than just going to heaven. And most of y'all thought I was going to talk about heaven, and I am, but in a different route. This inheritance has some perks. It has freedom, it has joy, peace, depression-free, anxiety-free, financial blessings, bondages are loosed, chains are loosed. There's no amount, I could go on forever, but I couldn't think of enough things that this inheritance has. But this inheritance has something more. We got a lifeline to the throne of the Almighty. When I'm walking in the prison and the shackles are on my feet, I don't care what I got to do, but I got to pray for my inheritance. There's nothing that can stop me from getting to my inheritance. I don't care if you have to shackle me down, have to close the doors off, but whatever I got to do, I got to get to my inheritance. And you see, the inheritance is the easy part, but getting to the inheritance is the hard part. I wish I could stand up here and say it was going to be easy as slicing a piece of cake, but it's not. Because there's people like this. When Paul and Silas was doing the work, they said, I don't like what you're doing. i got to stop you, and no matter what it costs me, i got to stop you. I don't know about anyone else, but the devil likes to attack me sometimes. But God forbid I don't quit. 
And so when Paul and Silas got beaten and got torn apart, their clothes were ripped off of them. That's what the devil tries to do to us. He tries to mess us us up a little bit to get us distracted from the praise and from the worship and from the pre-service prayer. He gets us distracted off the message. He gets us distracted off of what's important. He gets us distracted off of our inheritance. But Paul and Silas had to make up in their mind. And we got to make up in our minds too. Everyone's got to make it up. Everyone's got to say, you know what? I can either roll over and die in this prison, in this, in this jail cell that the enemy's been trying to put me in. Or you can stand up and say, I refuse to give my inheritance up. I refuse to let the devil win. I refuse to be down and out in depression. No suicide can attack me. No depression. No anxiety. No shackle. You see, what the, real, what the real scenario is, is the enemy gets us not distracted off of what we think is important, but what, what God thinks is important. You see, if the enemy can get you distracted just, just long enough not to hear the preacher preach, he's doing something right. You see, because it's the word that's going to take us to the inheritance. It's the praise that's going to take us into the inheritance. It's the prayer that's going to take us in over to the inheritance. But if the enemy can get us so distracted and our young people get so distracted, what everyone else thinks about me, where our tie has to be perfect and our shoes have to be perfect and our dress has to be perfect, then the enemy's doing something right. I don't care if I have to have my necktie crooked and all messed up. I don't care. I got to get to my inheritance. Jeremiah 29, verse 12. says, Then ye shall call upon me, and ye shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you, and ye shall seek me. And find me when all when ye shall search for me with all your heart. Thank God that when I go to prayer, my prayer isn't just going up, but he's hearing me. Sometimes it may not seem like he's hearing us, but he's hearing us. Thank God when I'm when I'm trying to find him, I'm going to find him. But here's the thing, and this is where the enemy tries to stop us, is at this last part. It says, when ye shall search for me with all your heart. Somebody say, all my heart. You see, I wish I could say it's easy, but it's not easy. You got to search for him 
every time uh, when you're searching, you got to do it with everything that you have. Uh, I, I'm tired. Uh, the enemy's been fighting me all week. Uh, it's just an excuse uh, not to search for him. I'm sorry, but it is. Uh, when, when the enemy's attacking me, uh, I don't feel like praying. Uh, something in, in my body says uh, I got an inheritance uh, that I'm trying to inherit. Uh, I got the devil fighting me. Uh, I got to get this inheritance. And so if it was easy, we wouldn't really be here. But there's something I want to encourage somebody tonight. If you haven't been searching with all your heart, tonight's the night where you start. Because the enemy's going to fight you and try to throw every affliction on you. But when you're searching God with all your heart, what's going to stand in your way? If God is for us, who's going to be against us? You see, God's the only one that can make a difference. It may not always be easy, but I must seek after my prayer room. I must seek after the altar. I must seek after the anointing. I must seek after his name. I must seek after the only one that can help me. The only one that can change me. The only one that can pick me up and turn me around. The only one, when I'm in the midst of a battle, can pick me up and say, your inheritance is here. Just get up and walk. If it costs me something, i got to get to my inheritance. I'm seeking after inheritance that, quite frankly, isn't just for me, but it's for you. This isn't just my land. This is your land, too. Uh, the Bible says, uh, don't shut off your land uh, from another man. Uh, open your door and help him. But it says... Uh, Ye shall call upon me, and ye shall go into prayer, and I will hearken unto you. Sometimes we feel like God's not listening to us. But are you going to the prayer room and praying with all your heart and seeking after him, the one that can help you, the one that can change you, the one that can deliver you? Somebody needs to hear this. The enemy is going to try to stop you from seeking after your inheritance. It doesn't matter what it costs him because he doesn't have anything like we do. Young people, the devil's going to try to attack you no matter where you're standing and no matter where you're going. He's going to try to stop you from praising. He's going to try to stop you from praying. But you got to make up in your mind and you got to stand up for yourself and say, I refuse to stop seeking. I refuse to let the devil walk all over me. I'm tired of living this way. I got to do something different. Well, I come to tell you, if you seek God with all your heart and you pray to him, he will hear you. The problem is we, we quit seeking. Times got good. 
times got, financial times got real good, and we don't need to pay our tithes anymore. I won't get on that. I'll let, I'll let Brother Hilton deal with that one. Times got real good. I don't need to go to a Sunday service. Times got real good. I, I don't need to pray tonight. Times got real good. I don't need to worship. If we quit worshiping, then why is God going to want to bless us? If we quit doing what we're doing, we're just letting the devil walk all over us. If we quit praying, things that we are seeing coming to pass, uh, all the things that we're asking for, uh, all the doors we're knocking at, uh, they're going to just close. But Matthew 7 and 7, it says, Ask and it shall be given you. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone, this isn't just me, and it's not just you, but it's for everyone. For everyone that asketh, receiveth. And he that seeketh, findeth. And to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. Woo. Somebody ought to just rejoice at the fact uh, that when we start seeking, uh, we're going to find it. Uh, it may not be right now, uh, and it may not be tomorrow, uh, but eventually uh, I'm going to find it. Uh, I'm going to find the inheritance uh, that God promised me. Uh, I'm going to find that promise uh, that God promised me. I'll tell a little story actually Monday I was praying and God laid this message on my heart and then Tuesday Brother Hilton called me I was like okay God I'll, I'll preach what you gave me I didn't even know this was going on at the point I don't, I don't think I did at least actually I think I did I think he called pastor last, last weekend I think but when I read this I thought to myself and I wrote this down. We're not seeking after an, an answer, but we're seeking after inheritance. We're not seeking and we're not asking for something that we just want. I'm not going to go and ask God, I want a million dollars, and he's not just going to drop it in my lap. I wish it was that easy. I'm not worried about a million dollars dropping in my lap. What I'm worried about is I know this isn't my home. I know this isn't where I'm staying. I know this isn't, I'm just walking right now, but eventually I'm going somewhere else. I'm not, I'm not asking for a million dollars. I'm asking God, give me an inheritance that I'm not going to lose. Give me something that I can pass down from generation to generation. I'm not seeking uh, just for myself. Uh, I, I, I'm not married or anything, but uh, I, I plan. Uh, I'm not seeking uh, for, for just myself, but I'm seeking for my future spouse uh, and my future kids uh, and their kids uh, and their kids. I got to install this thing in me uh, before I can install it into my kids. 
But I, if I just seek and we seek after an answer, I, I don't think I'm going to get the answer that I'm looking for. Because quite frankly, there's no amount of money and there's nothing in this world that can get me to, to get off this train going to heaven. This train is a one-way train and I'm not turning back now. But when we're asking, we're not just asking for an answer. And when we're seeking, we're not just seeking for an answer. And when we're knocking... We're not just knocking for an answer. Young people, when you're you're knocking, you're asking God to open up a door for you. It may not be the door that you want, but but it's going to be the door that you need. And a lot of us, as apostolics, we're not patient. Absolutely not. If you knew my family, I got some of my young people here, and thank God, thank y'all for coming. They will tell you firsthand, I have no patience. When it comes to driving, when it comes to work, sometimes I push them out of the way and I do it myself. We have no patience. Amen? But when we're asking and when we're seeking and when we're knocking, it's not going to come right now. It just isn't. But when it doesn't come, we got to go back because the scripture says, asketh, seeketh, and knocketh. It's saying you got to do it repeatedly. You got to keep on seeking. We're not going to get the inheritance tomorrow. But by God, I'm going to keep on seeking until I get there. I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to back down. I'm not going to give in. And I'm not going to compromise because it may not be right now. It may not be tomorrow. Uh, next week, uh, next year, uh, but eventually uh, I'm going to seek hard enough uh, to get my inheritance. Oh, come on, somebody ought to just raise your hands right now and start to give God some praise. Come on, God wants to do something, but we got to seek after the inheritance. We can't just lay back and do nothing, but we got to seek after the inheritance. Galatians 5, verse 1. It says. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free. And be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. This inheritance that we're seeking after, there is no bondage on us. There is no more depression. There is no more fear. There is no more anxiety. There's no more suicidal thoughts. My good friend, Brother Tim, over there, he preached a message one time and gave out the numbers of the suicidal rate for each generation. He gave the the numbers for divorced parents and and single kids that, that their parents are divorced. And it's crazy to think 
the numbers are so high you wouldn't even realize how high the numbers are. I think it's, I don't remember it, I think it's like 60% of married people get divorced nowadays. This inheritance has no divorce rates. This inheritance still has families put back together. This inheritance has something stronger than any any bondage on me. This inheritance is bigger than any fear that the devil can try to place on me. All the weight that the devil's been placing on our young people, eventually it's going to lift off because our young people is going to grab a hold of this inheritance. But hear me. Seeking is something hard that we got to do. But something harder is standing fast in the liberty of Christ. Because once we seek and once we find, we got to make up in our mind. One day, I got to plant my feet on solid ground. And I'm not going to move, I'm not going to be wavered, I'm not going to be a compromiser. I'm not going to wave my white flag. So after I get done seeking, I got to make up in my mind. I'm not going back of what I used to be. But I'm going to stand in the liberty and say God has made me free. God has made us free. I'm on my way to my inheritance. And I'm not going back. I'm not giving in. And I'm not compromising. I'm going forward by faith, by liberty. Once we grab a hold of something, we can't let it go. But something happens. When Paul and Silas began to pray, they grabbed a hold of it and didn't let go. And since they didn't let go, other people saw what was happening. So I come to say this, that we're seeking after inheritance that we personally have to seek after for ourselves. But we're not in it alone. You see, Paul and Silas was there together, but they had to do their own seeking. They had to make up in their mind, I'm not going to let him do it on his own. I'm not going to let her do it on her own. But I, I'm going to help them because I'm seeking after the same thing that you're seeking after. I'm seeking and I'm going to a place where I'm trying to bring you with me. Where I'm trying to bring that drunkard that's, that's all confused. Where I'm trying to bring my friend from school that's on the edge of suicide. We're not in this alone. We got to reach out our hand and say, hey, I know you're stumbling right now, but there's an inheritance for you and for me. Grab a hold of my hand. Let's walk this road together. Let's go together. We're not going to be entangled. We're not going to be bound. We're not going to be shackled. We're going to get through this because God has made us free. We have to seek after the one 
who can set us free. Young people, listen. There is now there is no other name that's above the name of Jesus that can do what the name of Jesus can do for you. There's no other name when you're walking in your school and you see that person with 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 marks on their arm because it's happened. I I went to public school. I've seen it. It's a bad story, but when you're walking and you see them, and all of a sudden you remember, this inheritance isn't my own, and you stop and turn and say, hey, why don't you come to church with me? And they come to church, and then they get the Holy Ghost, and then they get baptized, and then they get the freedom that you're feeling tonight. And then they make up in their mind, I'm bringing my mama, I'm bringing my daddy, I'm bringing my brother and my sister. Because this inheritance, it's not for me, it's not for you, but it's for all of us. And the musicians can get ready to come. I'm closing. This inheritance has freedom, it has liberty, it has safety, it has help, it has hope, and it has strength, and it has peace, it has love. When you don't have a dad, and you don't have a mama, there's a God saying, hey, I still love you. This is my inheritance. I want to give it to you. But we got to make up in our mind that saying, God, I want my inheritance. God, I want it for me. I want it for my house. I want it for my church. I want it for my job. I want it for everyone that I know. I want it. I want it. I want it. I'm not going to give in to the devil. I'm not going to give in to the pressure. I'm not going to compromise because I want it. I want it. So I know you can't tell me that you haven't been facing it because I know I'm, I'm only 20. I face it every day. I'll put myself out there. It's okay because I'm searching for the inheritance, the only one that can help me. Depression and anxiety is no joke. There's, there's friends that's going to make fun of you. And there's friends uh, that's going to cast you aside just because you're holding the name of Jesus on your back. It's Bible. But you got to make up in your mind, uh, I want it. God, I want it. No matter what it costs me. If I have to look like a fool worshiping, I want it. If I look like a fool running, I want it. If I look like a fool singing, I want it. If I look like a fool preaching, I want it. If I look stupid doing my little dance and running my little run. If I look stupid and standing up and taking the name of Jesus, it's okay. Because I want it. Last scripture. Psalm 63. Oh God, this is David in the wilderness. He says, Oh God, thou art my God. Early will I seek thee. 
My soul thirsteth for thee. My flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. I hate to say it, but there's no water out in the world. There's not enough food out in the world that can satisfy you like Jesus can. But David says, he says, in other words, I'm going to earnestly seek thee, God. When I'm walking down my dark trial, when I'm locked in the, in the Roman jail cell, i got to seek after you with everything that I have. Come on, young people. The enemy's going to try to grab a hold of you, but you got to stand up and say, I refuse to let go of my God. I refuse to let go of my inheritance. I refuse to not get up and search for God. I refuse to let go. Come on, you ought to just throw your hands up right now. And you ought to just start praying in the Holy Ghost. God, I'm not going to quit. It don't matter what my friends say. It don't matter what my family says. But I got to have it. I got to get in the liberty. I got to get in the peace of my inheritance. Come on, young people. This altar's open. You ought to make your way to it. It's not too late. It's not too late to grab a hold of your inheritance. Come on. God's searching out his hand. God's looking for you. All it takes is you reaching back out. All it takes is saying, God, I want it. God, I want it. Come on, it's okay. Come on, let those tears fall down your face. It's okay. Come on, this is what it takes to to get a hold of our inheritance. It takes some seeking. It takes some dedication.
stand and I won't be ashamed with the Lord behind me and the cross before and the grace of God I will serve the Lord oh sing it again I have made my decision I've staked my claim. I have drawn a line in the sand, and I won't be ashamed. With the world behind me and the cross before, the grace of God, I will serve the Lord. Is that how you feel? Can you sing it tonight? made my decision. I've staked my claim. I've drawn a line in the sand and I won't be ashamed. The world behind me and the cross before. By the grace of God, I will serve the Lord. One more time, can you sing it? I have made my decision. I've staked my claim. I've drawn a line in the sand, and I won't be ashamed. With the world behind me, and the cross before, I have with grace of God, I will serve the Lord. Hallelujah. Can we love him tonight? Thank you, Jesus. Oh, I worship you, Jesus. Oh, I made my decision, God. Today, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I've made my decision. I've staked my claim. That means, young folks, as you go through life, you pick up things here and there. It may be a distraction. And you've got to be willing to say, hey, I made a I made up my mind a long time ago. I'm putting these things away. And that starts right here and right now. Where you make up your mind, you stake your claim, you say, I'm not moving from this decision right now. I'm not putting it in the back of the closet just in case. But I'm moving forward. And all of that stuff's staying behind me. Amen. I'm not making provision to fail. I'm making every plan to succeed. I'm looking forward to that inheritance one day. Amen. I'm looking forward to that inheritance. Praise God. Well, thank you for coming this evening. And uh, I know some of you drew, drove quite a bit to get here, and I really appreciate that. Amen. We're going to, I believe the pizza's here now, since I see Sister Kim here. Um, so we have the pizza here. We're going to pray over the food. Now, we're going to do this a little, and it may be chaotic. I hope it's not too much, but I want to uh, 
So we're going to have the pizza and stuff on these tables. Is that right? We've got those there. And then we have cans of soda. Did you guys leave those in the fridge already still? No, nobody's gotten them. That's fine. Because I, I was going to say there's Dr. Pepper and Pepsi and just cans of soda there in the fridge. And there are bottles of water as well. We want you to make yourself at home. Get what you want. Um, let's be courteous of others. I didn't realize we were going to have so many. So, um, but we should have enough for all of the young people. I can say that. Um, and we're going to be playing games, so we're going to get over there. We're going to pray for the food. We're going to get over there, eat, fellowship a little bit, and then we're going to play a couple of games before we let everybody go. Amen. So uh, let's pray over the food tonight, and uh, you can be dismissed. Lord, we love you. We thank you for your goodness. God, I thank you for the touch of heaven we felt in this place. God, I thank you, Lord Jesus, that you have given us the opportunity to claim that inheritance. Lord, I'm asking you tonight, Jesus, to bless everyone that has come tonight. God, I pray that you would bless this food, bless this time of fellowship. God, I pray that you would, God, form bonds with these young folks tonight. Lord, not only with each other, but with you. We thank you for these things. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Praise God. You're dismissed. Amen. Young folks, make yourself at home. There's, there's plates there. There's napkins, all that good stuff.